Welcome to Naomi's Table, a Bible study podcast for women. I'm your host, Amy Spreeman. Check out all the Bible studies at Naomi'sTable.com. Now here's teacher Beth Seifert with today's lesson in 2 Corinthians. So pull up a chair, open your Bibles, and let's begin. Welcome back to our study in the book of 2 Corinthians, ladies. Today we'll be in 2 Corinthians 4, verses 1 through 6. And I've titled this lesson, Day 6, Let There Be More Light. So if you have your Bibles, go ahead and open to 2 Corinthians chapter 4, starting in verse 1. Therefore, having this ministry by the mercy of God, we do not lose heart, but we have renounced disgraceful, underhanded ways. We refuse to practice cunning or to tamper with God's word, but by the open statement of the truth, we would commend ourselves to everyone's conscience in the sight of God. And even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing. In their case, the God of this world has blinded the minds of the unbelievers to keep them from seeing the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. For what we proclaim is not ourselves, but Jesus Christ as Lord, with ourselves as your servants, for Jesus' sake. For God, who said, Let light shine out of darkness, has shone in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. Paul's ministry truly is from God. That honestly is a source of encouragement for Paul, and let's face it, The hardships that Paul faced, the discouragements, the work that he had set before him in sharing the gospel and in planting churches and correcting wayward believers, discouragement was a real issue. The phrase losing heart here has with it the idea of abandoning oneself to cowardly surrender. That's simply not Paul's hope. It was because he knew that he was grounded in God's plan and in the work God had for him that Paul persevered honoring God in not only the message preached, but also in how he preached that message. Paul refuses to engage in tricks and manipulation in order to win converts. He isn't interested in having the biggest following or having a megachurch. He's concerned about having a faithful church, faithful to Christ. And to that end, Paul will preach God's word without tampering with it, without altering it, without softening the hard truths or overselling the positive messages within the word. No, Paul's message is consistent and balanced based on the full counsel of God's word, and it is preached in the open. Paul is the same in public as he is in private. Paul's conscience is clear in the sight of God, and he is fully confident that should anyone actually dig in and investigate both Paul and his message, they are going to find that Paul's message and person are above reproach. Yet Paul does acknowledge that for some, the message of the gospel is veiled. That's a real truth, and that's something that Jesus reinforced too. If you look at Mark chapter 4, verses 10 through 12, Jesus says these words, And when he was alone, those around him with the twelve asked him about the parables. And he said to them, To you has been given the secret of the kingdom of God. 
but for those outside everything is in parables, so that they may indeed see, but not perceive, and may indeed hear, but not understand, lest they should turn and be forgiven. The purpose, according to Jesus, of speaking in parables was to make sure that those who had been given the secret of the kingdom of God were given understanding, but to those who were not, they might see and hear, but they would not perceive or understand, lest they should turn and be forgiven. Really and truly, the purpose of parables was to reach the sheep who were truly Jesus' sheep. They would hear his voice and they would know him. But those who are not his sheep would not recognize the call. The same thing is being described by Paul here. There is a veil over the eyes of those who are perishing in their sin because of the God of this world, Satan, who deceives people. Satan has blinded the minds of unbelievers to keep them from seeing the light of the gospel. But never forget, Satan is only able to do that because God has allowed him to do that. Yet, as we saw when we studied 1 Corinthians 2.14, the natural person does not accept the things of the Spirit of God because they are folly to him. He is not able to understand them because they are spiritually discerned. Until God opens their eyes, they will remain in the darkness. The problem is not with the message of the gospel. The gospel does not need to be changed to be more appealing to the hearer. The problem lies with the hearer of the gospel who is unable to hear the truth in the gospel unless God opens their heart. That's why we pray, ladies, for the salvation of our friends and loved ones and ask God to soften their hearts. We pray for God to do the changing to help that person who is blind to their need for God to be able to see their need for him and to repent and believe the gospel. So what gospel? The gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. Paul is not proclaiming his own amazingness, but he is proclaiming Jesus Christ our Lord, And Paul is just a servant of Jesus. Paul is serving these believers for Jesus' sake, not for his own. He proclaims Christ, the fullness of him, who he was and is, and what he accomplished on our behalf through his life, his death, his resurrection, and his ascension into heaven. Paul points back to the creation of the world as he reminds his readers of God speaking the light into existence. God spoke and said, Let there be light and light existed. was that simple. By the power of his word, he created light out of darkness. Again, by the power of his word, Jesus, remember John 1, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. He now brings light to our darkened minds. The parallel is unmistakable here, ladies. Paul points back to the creation account to show us that, ultimately, The light that we needed in order to move from darkness to true light came through Christ. Ladies, the gospel does save. Faith comes by hearing and hearing from the word of God. We do not run away from the world as it tells us that we need to be more tolerant and accepting, but instead we refuse to tamper with God's word. We hold fast. We stand firm with grace and compassion, but also with clarity knowing that our role is to share the gospel. It is God who opens hearts or allows them to remain in darkness. And we pray, we pray fervently for those who are without him, that God might grant them repentance and faith in him. 
We see the hardness of their hearts, don't we, ladies? We see how much the world hates God. We know that it is not by our arguments or wisdom, and it is definitely not by sanding off the hard edges of Scripture that people are won to Christ. No, it is by the proclamation of the gospel of Christ, not boasting in ourselves, but in His power to save that sinners are saved. Truly, we are mere beggars showing other beggars where to find bread. When we understand that and we know that it is not up to us to win people, but it is up to us to be faithful to what God has called us to, the burden on our back should lift significantly. When you realize that it isn't dependent on how persuasive your argument is, but it is God who saves, you become so free to share the gospel and not take offense when it is rejected. If they reject the gospel, we should grieve for them, and we should pray for them harder, knowing they are deceived, and knowing that God can still grant repentance. Ladies, how do you see the unbeliever? Do you see the world around you as the culture becomes more and more anti-God? And do you feel compassion on those people, or do you just wish they would leave you alone? Do you understand that they are deceived, and that they, those image-bearers, are not the enemy that we are fighting? We are fighting a spiritual battle, and we must stand firm. We cannot resort to tricks and manipulations to get people to pray a prayer or raise their hand and then pat ourselves on the backs as if we've accomplished something great. No, we must share the true gospel, pointing to the only way to heaven through Christ, and we must do so with grace but with firmness. Let us not lose heart and run from the fight. Let us not fall into the temptation to soft-sell the truths of Scripture. Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess, knowing that he who promises is faithful, and not a single soul who belongs to him will ever be lost. Let us go into the world knowing we have the truth on our side, and let us bring the light of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ to a lost and dying world. Ladies, you'll find the notes for this study under the Bible Studies tab of the website, naomistable.com, day 6. Let there be more light.